This is episode number five, Gratitude and Abundance. Hey there, welcome to the Divine Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Smith, and I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and a certified life coach. On this podcast, I'll teach you a blend of gospel principles and coaching tools with the goal of helping you put off a natural man and create a vibrant, fulfilling life. You ready? Let's go. Hi, everybody. It is the week before Thanksgiving 2020, and President Nelson um, released a message today on gratitude, and it was just so sweet. Um, Have you listened to it yet? It was just so tender, and I was just on the verge of tears seeing him choke up about his wife, Dancel, who um, has passed away, and also his daughters that he has lost to cancer. And it was just kind of sad to see him that way, but he was just so full of hope and was and the whole message was about gratitude. No, so it was just very tender to see him talking from that space and what he's grateful for despite his losses. And so, um, and I did share it today on my Instagram stories. If you want, if you haven't listened to it yet, um, and I'll be doing the challenge that he invited us to do. He wanted us to do um, seven days of um, gratitude posts on our social media. So I'm going to be doing that on my um, on my coaching profile over the next week, and I'm really excited about it. Um, so if you want to watch his address, it's in my stories. Just look me up um, at, at Paige Smith Coaching and tap on my profile pictures, and my stories will pop up, and you'll see it there. You'll be able to click it and watch his whole video there, um, or you can watch it um, on his Instagram page. Um, but also, if you um, would like to follow me on Instagram, I hang out there. I post um, every day as much as I can. Um, and I'd be so honored if you'd follow me. Um, I post lots of inspiration and tools there just for people like you who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who want to improve and maintain your mental health. And um, I would love to take care of you there. Um, and so I was, um, but yeah, so if you could come onto Instagram and follow me, I would just be eternally grateful. Um, on the note of gratitude though, um, I was so inspired by President Nelson's message today in the spirit of the Thanksgiving season that I scrapped my original topic for today's podcast and decided I would teach you about um, two of my favorite sister emotions, which are gratitude and abundance. I love gratitude and abundance because they, they don't just feel amazing, like they feel so good, but they also fuel my best actions and create incredible results for me in my life. And you may be thinking that gratitude and abundance are the same, but they're really, they're really different. And I'll not just explain why they're different, um, but I'll also explain how choosing to feel both creates better results for us um, as individuals. And so gratitude, um, we'll just dive into gratitude first. So gratitude is the emotion we experience when we're having thoughts about what we're thankful for. We're all pretty familiar with gratitude. And so when we are considering a circumstance and have a thought about it that has some flavor of, I'm thankful for this, or I appreciate that, we create the feeling of gratitude if we genuinely believe that thought. Gratitude feels great, but so what? Why is gratitude so good for us? Practicing gratitude over time is fantastic because it changes our brains for improved mental health and helps us show up um, better in our lives. Research has found that those who regularly practice gratitude, whether they're writing it in a journal or they're saying gratitude practices out loud, they tend to use less, um, they end up using less negative emotion words in their vocabulary, like I hate and this and that, like those sorts of like flavor of emotion 
emotion words. And because of this, they end up experiencing overall less, um, a decrease in less helpful emotions like resentment or envy. You know, those emotions that kind of like end up having us show up as our not our best selves, if that makes sense. And what these researchers found too was that the practice of directing their thoughts to what they're grateful for and reinforcing them by writing them down usually and consistently um, resulted in a greater overall focus on the positive and good in their life and less dwelling on the negative. And what's, what's beautiful about this is that their circumstances never changed. These people didn't just start having a more positive life because things outside of them changed. It was their consistent effort to change the way they thought and to regularly focus on their focusing on their blessings and how much they have and what is so good for them and what they're grateful for. And ultimately thinking this way is what changed the, the way that they would have ongoing thoughts about their life in general, regardless of their circumstances. And we're, we're taught that there is opposite, opposition in all things, right? And that life is, you know, and so that means, you know, life is going to be, you know, 50% positive and 50% negative. And when we practice gratitude over and over again and consistently do this, we get into the practice of not having so many negative emotions layered on top of what we consider circumstances. When difficult situations arise, it is completely optional to create a bunch of drama about it. Um, we may want to feel sad, disappointed, or angry about certain things. We aren't robots after all. Um, we are humans feeling the full spectrum of emotions, but when we perceive something as negative, we don't have to layer on additional negative thoughts and consequential emotions about those um, when these negative things happen. For example, you might have a sister-in-law who says things that you would consider hurtful. And while it's totally available to you to do some thought work that, that would get you to not being hurt when she says these things to you, that work isn't necessary. You may find that you genuinely want to feel hurt and that you like your reasons for being hurt. The trouble that comes is when you layer a bunch of emotions on top of the hurt with thoughts like she's so rude and now you're feeling judgment and I'm never going to have a good relationship with her might be another thought. And now that feeling of never being able to do this with her um, creates despair for you. And so now on top of feeling hurt, you're feeling judgment and despair or whatever other um, negative emotions you're layering on top with all these other flood of emotions that you're or, or thoughts that you're experiencing. So when you're practicing gratitude, you're less likely to spiral into these floods of thoughts that create these negative emotions for you you better able to redirect your brain to more useful thoughts that help you manage the situation in the way that you probably want to. You're more open to thinking in a more open and compassionate way. And your mind becomes open to thinking things in those situations like, she must be confused or um, hurt people hurt people. I wonder what's going on for her or she's allowed to be wrong about me. These sorts of thoughts are going to be what helps you get out of the, oh, she's she's harming me. It keeps you, it kind of gets you out of that kind of defense type of reaction. And instead gets you to a place where you might be feeling compassion instead of judgment or, um, or curiosity instead of despair. Researchers also found that the reason you become more skilled at redirecting your mind 
and this may be my brain nerd heart going crazy when I hear this, is because the practice of gratitude activates the medial prefrontal cortex, which if you've listened to my previous podcast, you would recognize that the prefrontal cortex is the higher part of the brain that is used for planning ahead and intentional decision making. This is the part of the brain that we use to override the impulses offered by the lower brain, which I like to call, I like to kind of lovingly refer to the lower brain as the natural man. Um, And so when we're using the higher brain to override these impulses um, that naturally come because the lower brain wants to indulge in negative emotions and react impatiently. And so the practice of this has natural consequences. While regularly indulging in negative emotion can result in higher stress, anxiety, and depression, regular like regular practice of gratitude and consequent positive emotion improves your mood, well-being, and self-esteem. So lots of goodness there. Another benefit of gratitude that I love, and many of you have likely experienced this, but research has also found that practicing gratitude can increase our sense of spirituality. And I found this to be true for myself too, as I feel greater connection with the spirit and our savior and our heavenly parents when I'm practicing gratitude, especially when I'm saying a prayer. Um, when This is why the practice of expressing gratitude during prayer can create such depth in our relationship with our heavenly parents. It's It really is no mistake that there are several instances in the scriptures and in conference talks that we've been invited to give thanks to Heavenly Father for all of our many blessings. Um, In addition to improving our brain's overall health, regularly practicing gratitude has also been found by some researchers to promote other elements of of our physical health. For example, you know, practicing gratitude regularly can actually reduce blood pressure for those who experience hypertension. Um, Gratitude journaling or prayer can, um, as an evening ritual, can actually help you get more restful sleep. Is what they found, Um, and overall, the body this the body itself is able to experience a holistic benefit to an improved um, to improved health physically and psychologically. And a body that is at ease is less likely to fall into dis-ease or disease. Um, And so gratitude is just a great um, contributor to overall health um, on a very holistic scale. Um, Another benefit of consistently practicing gratitude is that we're better able to let go of the mindsets that keep us in a state of selfishness. Um, We are able to respond to our lives with more generosity and less obligation or resentment. And when we experience gratitude regularly, we will feel a genuine sense of altruism in a way that, in the way that we serve. Um, And we end up, you know, we also get to experience like we're not as tied to material possessions. We're just more open to noticing the abundance of the privileges that we experience in our lives. Which leads me to talking about gratitude's sister emotion, abundance. While the two emotions go pretty hand in hand, I would, I like to consider them two sides of the same coin. Abundance is distinctly different than gratitude. While gratitude and its aforementioned benefits come from being thankful for what we have, abundance, on the other hand, is wanting what we, what we already have and has its own set of benefits. For example, you might be thankful that you have a home to live in. But you might not be very practiced in wanting the home that you live in. It might be too small or too messy or the wrong color, whatever it might be. And you can be thankful for something without necessarily wanting it. 
and instead want and wish for something else. And I think that, and I, I like to think of abundance as taking gratitude to the next level. When we want what we already have, we are so much more open to the possibilities of creating more of what we have and what we want. This is because our thoughts, you know, I've taught this before, this is because our thoughts create our emotions, which create our actions, which create our results. And practicing abundance looks like, I want a house and I have a house. Like that's like, that's kind of what you're saying to yourself. I want a house and I have it. It feels different than gratitude. Abundance allows us to be content with what we have while opening us up to the possibility of using what we want and already have as evidence that we can have more of what we want but don't have yet. The value of wanting from a place of abundance is that we are practicing thoughts that focus on what we have rather than what we lack. When we are focusing on what we lack, we create the sense of scarcity rather than abundance. We get stuck in believing that there isn't enough for us to have what we want or that we can't have what we want. And ultimately living in scarcity will limit our ability to not just want what we already have, but it also to have more of what we want. This is because if we believe that there isn't enough or that we can't have something, we make that come true in the way that we take action in our lives. We put unnecessary and unhelpful limits on our ability to have more. And we find ourselves coveting those who have what we want. We believe that if someone else wins, that we lose, and that the only way for us to get what we want is if others lose. And so abundance does the opposite of scarcity. When we want what we already have, we're open to the possibility of having more of what we already have. And so the truth is that there is enough to go around. The truth is that we can have anything that we want. And the truth is that someone else having does not equal you lacking or vice versa. The truth is, is that if you really want something, it's totally available to you. And it sounds really cliche, but the only person holding you back from what you want is you. Now, if you want something that you don't have yet, you might really like your reasons for not going for it. For example, you might want to have more income than you already have, but you have made the decision to not go out of your, go out and get a job or pursue an endeavor that you would that would increase your income for you because you're prioritizing something else. Like for many of you are your LDS women and you probably um, more often than not are probably a stay at home mom. And so you're focusing on nurturing them or you're, and that might be a reason why you don't go out and get work. Why? And, and that's why you're not increasing that income. Um, or perhaps you are like most of us and you are constraining yourself because you have plenty of things to do. And so you don't want to add anything else to your plate, whatever it might be, you might have them, whatever it is that you want, you're just placing things that you want, that you want more in any given moment ahead of whatever that is, whatever it is that you are wanting, but don't have yet. So just notice though, that you're making a choice to not go for it because there's other things that you want in any given moment rather than, um, that you want more in that moment rather than going for the thing that you want um, that you haven't gone for yet. It's not a lack of abundance that's creating what you have in your life. Your ability to have more is not fixed. Your capacity to have more is only as limited as you believe it is. And so let's just go back to the income example. If you want more income, 
but let's say you have a job or your spouse has a job and the current job position that you or where they are at is maxed out in terms of what is typically offered for the position that's being held. And so it doesn't mean that your income is capped. It just means that you need to look elsewhere for the income you want. And so if you're able to, uh, if you're able to leave that job, you might be able to increase that income and achieve the income that you desire. But if you don't want to leave that job because you like the ease and the predictability of a paycheck, um, that maybe you like the medical benefits, maybe you like just the dependability of um, not having to be uh, financially responsible for, you know, maybe inventory or whatever comes with maybe entrepreneurship or from a different position, then just beyond yourself that you like the known of this job better than the unknown of the possibility of creating the higher income you want. It's not the job that you're currently at that's capping your income. It's Ultimately, whatever your reasons are for staying in that job is what's capping your income. Does that make sense? So just kind of be, just notice what your reasons are and decide if you like those reasons and if you want to do anything different. There's no problem with staying where you're at, but if you're wanting something greater than what you have, what regardless of its income or a home or whatever it might be, you need to notice and be on to yourself about what you're choosing now and if those things that you're choosing now are something that you truly want or if you're willing to forego them or whatever it is, just decide on purpose that you're going to stay where you're at on purpose or you're going to decide, you know what, no, I want more and I'm going to go for it and make that conscious decision. So we're all pretty familiar um, with practicing gratitude, right? We all pretty much know that, you know, if you're grateful for something, you kind of just say that. You say, I'm grateful for my home. And you can say that in a prayer or in a journal. You can just kind of write it down in a list. But we're not as practiced at practicing abundance. And the, the exercise is very similar. Um, I recommend that you journal it as well. And um, you, I recommend that you journal it because it's very powerful to do the written word. Um, saying them out loud um, in a prayer also works, but I recommend that um, when you know you have your gratitude journal, maybe like write down 25 things that you're grateful for, and then um, when you're practicing abundance, I want you to write down 25 things that you want and already have on a daily basis, and that'll give your brain so much evidence of not just everything that it could be grateful for, but the abundance of what you already have and the possibility of having more of what you already want or of having more of what you want. The fun thing is to, the fun thing that you could kind of experiment with is um, in the mix of your 25 wants and haves um, are things that you want but don't have yet. So for every four wants and haves, like for every time you're going to write basically four times, I want this and I have this. On the fifth time, you're going to say, I want this and I can have it. And so when you're telling your brain that it can have something, it can get on board with believing in that possibility, especially when you're already offering it so much evidence of what you want and already have at the same time. And so when you're in that headspace of like, you know what, I can have this, you're much more likely to take action that will help you create it. And so ultimately you'll be kind of like, you'll actually end up taking more bold action towards 
what you what it is that you want and don't have yet and be able to create it for yourself, which is so fun to do. And so um, ultimately gratitude and abundance together can just have numerous benefits. When, you when you're practicing gratitude, you get to experience the immediate and long-term effects of increased well-being and optimism. And when you're practicing abundance, you get to take all that you're grateful for to the next level by using them to believe in the bounties of blessings available to you when you put in the effort to make them real for yourself. The Lord blesses our efforts especially when we acknowledge him in, in all things in prayer and thanksgiving. And when we put in the work, he multiplies it. He knows the desires of our hearts. And if they're good, he will bless us. Um, we have so much to be thankful for and so much possibility and capacity to have the endless bounties available to us um, from the Lord. It's just a matter of reaping, sowing, believing, and repeating. Um, I, that's all I have for you today. I hope you all have a lovely Thanksgiving, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. If you would like to take the principles I'm teaching here on the podcast deeper, I'd love to be your coach. I have a coaching program called the Divine Nature Project, where I take all the concepts I teach here on the podcast to, and help my clients develop the skills for mind management that will help them get to charity for themselves and from a place of self-love, deepen their conversion and create a vibrant, fulfilled life that they love too. Are you ready? Visit www.pagesmithcoaching.com and schedule a consult. I'd love to see you there.